Welcome, Orphans, to the podcast hosted by people with dead parents. Our parents are dead, so yours don't have to be. I'm Sydney. And I'm Brandon, and we are the Parish Parent Posse. High five for existing! Hey, guys. Hey. That's how I, I tried to sound like Sydney there. Welcome to the Parish Parent Posse. Yeah, I don't know about that impression of me, but. Hey, guys. It's I don't Sydney. say. I have tattoos I don't, and a dog. I don't say that. I do have tattoos and a dog. What do you say? What, I thought you said, hey, guys. What do you no. start with? Hey. Hey. That was Stupid close. idiot. That one was good. Um, so. My topic to open this week. We're coming to the end of a school year, right? Mm-hmm. What are you your usual like ending routines for like the end of a school year, the end of an era, the end of something? What do you like to do to kind of close something out? Oh, um, I don't know if I have like a general close something out type of routine, but um i will say like going into summer and during the summer i typically do a lot of like um like purging around the house like i do a lot of like cleaning stuff out like i go through my clothes i go through the garage like i do a lot of like i guess what like normal people would do like their spring cleaning i do during like the summer <laughs> yeah um to I try just to feel just, that. Yeah, get rid of stuff. Because I just look like you cleaned out your drawer completely, but I look in my drawer and I'm like, yeah. Okay, it's the last week of school. I have to clean out this whole drawer of just collected junk. Yeah. Before we get a summer from the Thankfully, entire year. Yeah. I'm going to wait until I have that week up at the school to kind of oh, like yeah. fully do my clothes out. Because right. I want to like, clean my desk yeah and i want to organize all my stuff and i have like a binder of rehabs and stuff in my desk and i want to go through and like just kind of re-up and i really just want to like cleanse the space you know because mm-hmm. we're having like a big flux influx of like new people mm-hmm. students adults like i kind of just really want things to start off fresh yeah um my for my birthday my sister got me these incense right Mm -hmm. and they're the chakra incense and so every time i record the podcast i burn uh the root chakra ones why i don't know it's because we talk about sex a lot on here (laughs) i was like maybe that'll like help me like get in the mindset about talking about relationships and sex and stuff like that well i really want to work through like each of the packs and there's 10 in each pack, and there's, oh my gosh, how many mm-hmm. chakras are there? Eight? Seven? You should. One, two, three, seven. That's should. 70, 70 episodes we got to get through. I was going to say, you should burn one whenever we play D&D next week. No. No, we're dumb. Oh, we had D&D last night, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, How did it go for you? I don't think we de- de- decompressed about it. I think it was. It was good. Bro, nothing, I try to be so creative when I nothing play. Nothing too crazy happened. Yeah. I'm not as um, creative like that. 
I also don't want to talk to NPCs on there. I don't want to talk to not real characters. I just want to like, let's get to the fight. Just like yeah. when I watch anime. <laughs> yeah, you are like that. <laughs> oh, there's a yeah. wall. Let's climb it. You're just in it for the fight scenes. Yeah. That's oh, there's funny. a monster. Let's do something with it. Let's not like, ooh, toy yeah. around. Let's get to it. Yeah. I'm Literal still like life of an Aries. learning my character, I think. I did not do the same voices last time. I still try to keep some of the characteristics, but I was like, I can't keep up. The Hard. stuff I did the first episode. That's why, I, yeah, I don't do that. I don't, I don't get like that. Taylor does such a good job. Yeah, he He's does. Played five hundred different campaigns. Yeah. Um. I've never really been into voices. I'll like develop a personality for my character and I'll stick to it once it's mm-hmm. once it's there. But I've I've never been able. I've never gotten into like voices and. Yeah. I really, really think I want to play a druid next time. Yeah. I really like being a ranger, but I just feel like my kit is so boring compared to y'all's. Y'all have such exciting things, and mine's like, I can shoot a bow. Boo. Tomato, tomato, yes. tomato. Yes, but rangers are also pretty cool, though. I think I'm just like a, a cute little utility player. Yeah, rangers are really useful. Yeah, but who wants to be useful? Ugh. I'm only useful if I'm standing close to some something. Or there's like a zombie. Yeah, like I have to be, I gotta be up in there. Um, Sydney, everyone is playing a blood hunter. Um, yeah. And she finds people via her menstrual blood. Okay, that's, that's not. Attacks, that's not. Blood attacks. Nope. No, 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 no. Nay, nay. That's not Isn't how that, that works. Isn't that what you said? Oh, No. Maybe we'll, well have to track somebody in this in this campaign because then I would be I super so. useful. Then I would be very useful. How does that work? How do you track someone as a blood hunter? Do you have to like smell their scent, or is it like a blood thing? I think I I need like a scent more so. It doesn't have to be like their blood. It doesn't have to be no. Or your blood. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm dying. Uh, that, it's the smoke from the incense. It got me, gal. <laughs> um, well, this week, we do have a very lovely guest. Um, my friend, JC. So, a little bit about JC. JC is from Joplin, Mississippi. Um, I sure hope that's what MS is, because that's what I wrote down. Um, and JC actually was married to a woman for a very long time. And he identifies as gay. And he is the, it's not captain, it's manager. He's a manager of the softball team I play on. So, uh, everybody, welcome, JC. Hey, hey. What's going on? Hey. Hey, it's Joplin, Missouri. Joplin, Missouri. Yeah. Dang it. That's all right. I might have mistyped. No, I think you you put Missouri. I'm 900% sure. What's, (laughs) is the abbreviation for Missouri MS? M-O. M-O. Yeah. MS is Mississippi. Yeah. Mississippi. Right? Yeah. yeah. I think in Mississippi. I ruined yeah. everything. You did ruin everything. It's okay. I Not guess, the first time. I guess I need to find a new co-host. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, JC. Well, um, I live in Houston, originally from Missouri. I've been in Houston four years. 
Um, I moved here um, probably a year after my divorce was final. Um, and um, I'm a human resource analyst um, for an oil and gas company. And um, I'm enjoying my time here. It's, it's, it's been a great experience to move to a really big city. It's um, been an eye-opening experience for me. And um, I really enjoy the food and diversity and how it's like a melting pot of everything here in Houston. It definitely is a, it's a cool city. You kind of take it for granted when you're here, but then you go other places. Like on vacation, when I go to other cities, I'm like, oh, this is a city? <laughs> this feels like yeah. so small. <laughs> so you got divorced five years ago, JC? Yeah, I think it was finalized in 2017. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, 17 or 18. I've been here four years, so four. Yeah, 17 or 18. And then the year took a divorce, or the year took a divorce. The divorce took a year. I forgot that you're like, you're still like a baby gay, almost. I am, yeah. So I'm... 45 years old and um, literally being 40 years old and deciding to um, kind of like set my fr- set myself free and um, explore things that I was interested in and attracted to when I was younger that never that I never tried to do or make known because of um, you know, either my family not accepting me or it just wasn't um, really accepted within the community I was in. I mean, I came up up in a very conservative community, so made it even harder. So what was it like going into the dating scene, switching from like being straight and then starting to date in your forties as like, a ginger bear guy. <laughs> oh. It was interesting. Um, I, I, I had moved from Ozark, Missouri back to Joplin, Missouri um, during my divorce and um, reconnected with a couple college friends. Um, one that I knew was gay. And, um, and so we just started hanging out and catching up on life and um, told him that um, I was kind of re-exploring and, uh, these feelings I have. And he was excited about that. And he basically said, it's a whole different world from what it was in the nineties and early two thousands. And I said, well, how so? And I said, how do you find somebody, you know, in in Joplin, Missouri at the time, there was only one gay bar. And he goes, well, there's these things called apps. I had no idea like about grinder or scruff or growler And, um, so literally we sat at a Mexican restaurant and I downloaded them all and he helped me put the profiles together. And, um, and then he said, basically use these with a grain of salt. (laughs) Like, don't take it too seriously. Um, and, um, and so that was kind of my first experience of kind of getting reacclimated to the community and then, um, kind of visiting, um, a couple safe places. I would call them safe places back where I'm from because it, you know, being gay is, I mean, there are people that accept you and people that don't accept you, but um, in Southwest Missouri, I mean, you could be with a group of people in an area and you're completely fine, but in another area, you could completely be harassed. 
And so um, up the road in Springfield, Missouri, um, I had a friend, um, another friend that was gay, and um, he actually worked at a, a gay bar there. And so I would go up on weekends and hang out with him and uh, meet other um, LGBTQ plus um, people in the community and um, started building some new friendships. And so that's really kind of how it all started for me at 40. And, um, and when people see me today, they think that I've had, you know, 30 plus years experience of being gay. And I'm like, well, no, not really, maybe five. <laughs> and so, um, so the learning curve has been quite unique. Yeah, I remember being like 17, 18, 19, <laughs> 20 on dating apps or dating apps. And it's like crazy as a young person to be on those apps. I can't imagine having my first forte into it as someone who's older, not like older, but like you're like an established human and you're on those yeah. apps. Yeah, so it's, when, it's weird. It I'm is sure. weird. Yeah, and I mean, being 45 or between 40 and 45, you're like, you're on there and somebody hits you up and you're like, oh, they're cute. And then you're like, uh, they're 22. Mm, that, is a, no. that is a baby. <laughs> Not doing it. And then, but there are 22 year olds and younger gentlemen that are looking for older guys. Yeah. And so that's a thing. And then that's a whole other thing is like figuring out. Like, I didn't know there was a pup community and all these different fetishes. I feel like I had to learn a new language. Yeah, you, like, navigated an entirely new world. A completely new world. um, You know, different pronouns, um, male to female, male female, say female to male. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it was... It was, it's all been great and it's been super educating for me to understand um, everything that's gone on maybe in the last 20, 30 years within the gay community and the, you know, the struggles and then talking to individuals that are my age or maybe a little bit younger that have either transitioned or talked about their lives growing up gay and really being out as gay or those that struggled with it until they moved out of the house and, um, and I really don't have a lot of those. I mean, I never came out to my parents. I had to come out to my brother and sister after the divorce and let them know that, hey, if you see me or hear me dating a guy, it's because I'm gay. I am. But <laughs> I'm am. gay, girl. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's all good. And I would say here in Houston, the, um, it's got a great community of people that support each other. And there's lots of great resources, and um, it's good. And I, and I could say, even even though we see the support, I mean, like with any, like in the world of those that are straight, I mean, there are people that tear, tear straight people down. There, there's definitely people in the gay LGBTQ plus world that definitely tear each other down as well. So that's been kind of yeah. interesting and eye-opening as well to kind of just see the, the inner turmoil of 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 opinions yeah because like 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 i said earlier me and jc play gay softball yeah lgbtqia plus ally yeah everyone softball everyone be inclusive very inclusive 
and it's crazy to see such a huge community of gay people and everyone knows everyone and everybody knows everybody's business yeah and you meet the people that are like really cool and the people that are nice great people and then you see the the other side of people where they're maybe a little bit catty or Mm -hmm. they like to tell people's business and stuff like that but generally like i know definitely jc but softball is a ton of fun and it's it's crazy how many different kinds of people you see out at softball it really is because and, uh, i've met so many people that i don't think i ever would have met otherwise yeah i mean i think there's a whole group of people that you know don't necessarily are in the gay scene in, in montrose or you know in the gayborhood or at the bars but you'll see them at sporting events or right you know, other events outside of that, because, you know, that's not their scene. And there's people that you definitely see in softball that it is their scene as well. And, um, um, I, I was lucky to find softball through a, a couple friends and, um, and they said it'd be a great opportunity and an outlet to meet, you know, really great people. And so, and I was like, I don't know if I could play. I mean, I didn't really play sports in high school. I mean, I yeah. golfed, I was on the golf team, but, um, oh. That counts. But, uh, but yeah, so softball has been great. I've met so many great people. It's kind of been a lifesaver for me um, just because of the amount of friends that I've gotten to meet um, throughout Houston. Because um, with the softball league, they just don't live like Houston proper. There's several that live in the surrounding areas as well. Mm-hmm. There's a couple more things that I want to talk about, but I think that we can kind of weave them into the conversation that we have later on. I don't want us, us to like burn through time, just harassing JC with questions, uh, really yeah. me harassing JC with questions. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Um, we asked JC before we started to pick four numbers and that determined some of the questions that we're going to ask him. Um, and we alternate. So Sydney, would you like to start with the first question for JC? Yes. Uh, so the first question is, do you pee in the shower? I 100% pee in the shower. Correct answer. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I like to pee on the walls. Ooh. I like, <laughs> I like to stand <laughs> with my back to the shower head and try to keep the stream of urine on the back wall as long as possible without moving closer to it. Love that. Oh yeah. It's, it's like a game. Do you remember it, that carnival yeah. game where you had to shoot the water gun and the balloon yes, would blow up? Uh, in my mind, that's what I'm that's doing. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Gotta get this balloon blowed up. I am obsessed. <laughs> up. I'm obsessed that's with so that. Silly. That's hilarious. But I do. Yeah. Good. And uh, I know if I'm dehydrated or not. I mean, if it's yep. really true. yellow, I'm like, I need to drink more water. But if yeah. it's clear, I'm like, I'm doing good. I'm doing that, good. After those midday softball games. Yes. That first pee after, and you're like, oh. I didn't drink any water during that whole three hours where it was a hundred degrees outside. You're like, I am exactly. Dead. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Um, and we talked about this a touch earlier. Um, but my next question is what was your relationship like with your parents? Um, my, I had a great relationship with my parents. Um, they were very, Strict, but I mean, I don't want to use the word strict because I don't want them you to think that they were overbearing. Um, so I'm the oldest of three, and um, 
And my dad was a police officer and then police chief. And then he had to retire for a disability and started up a company. So with my dad being a police officer um, in the 80s and 90s, um, I think there was just like we had chores and you know you had to do X, Y, and Z. I mean, my sister didn't get her ears pierced until, until she was 16 because he didn't want like, I don't know. But it, it was good. My, I never came out to my parents and they never knew... I mean, maybe they knew, but <laughs> I never told them I was gay, but I didn't play any sports. I really wasn't interested in sports. I was interested in choir and art and um, other non-boy activities that other yeah. boys were doing back then. Um, but, but my parents were great. My dad was, you know, probably the most strict and my mom was, you know, my dad was bad cop. My mom was good cop. So... Um, it was good. Um, I miss them a lot and, um, I would be sharing with them so much of my life if they were around today, but, um, but it was good. I mean, I think my parents did the very best they could. They both had jobs. They, they provided for us and, um, and made us responsible human beings and they should be proud. Um, if you don't mind me asking, how did your parents pass? Because you're only 45. Is that what yeah. you said earlier? Yeah, my, were they so older my, parents when they had you? Um, no. So um, I, my dad was fifty-four years old when he passed away. I was 20, 23, I think, when he passed okay. away. And so my sister would have been twenty-one, and my brother would have been nineteen. Okay. So. Um, and then my mom passed away when she was 60 and, uh, my father had like heart issues and, um, he just went in for a regular, like to have a stint redone. And, um, he went in, the surgery was successful. He was also doing peritoneal dialysis at home, which helped remove the extra fluid off of his heart. Um, cause he had congestive heart failure. And, um, so we did basically dialysis, dialysis at home. And, um, so after the surgery in the hospital, um, after like two days, um, he started not looking as great and he was in ICU. So we only got to see him like two or three times a day. And it, it came, my mom ended up asking him, was like, well, so when did he do his dialysis last? And they looked at him or looked at my mom and then left and they hadn't been doing dialysis the whole entire time. So we ended up with. Oh, um, ended up dying, ended up dying from pneumonia, um, just due to the, uh, toxicity of the extra fluid within his body. So, and then basically when they started draining all the fluid off of him, um, it, it kind of leaves like a void on the heart, um, cause yeah. the fluid puts pressure on the heart and then the heart started to freak out, but he ended up, yeah, yeah cause, cause of death was, uh, pneumonia. So, which was. Yeah, not great. That's <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah, crazy, not great. Not, great. And then, not, not chill. Yeah, not good. And then um, my mother just um, she went blind the last three years of her life. She had um, she passed away when she was sixty, and um, she had um, some health concerns. I had some of the best times with uh, my mom, but. Um, but yeah, so she, she went to the hospital with like a, a pain, like she had to go to the bathroom. And so took her to the hospital and found out she had like a, um, 
Oh, I, um, I can't even remember. It's like a, um, she was in her stomach, like an ulcer or something blood through and she was, but the, the ulcer was close to the upper intestines. And so she was literally linking like bile within her body. And so they went in and fixed it and then they tried to get the bile out. And then, um, she ended up having, um, I think like a stroke and a heart attack and was completely, um, like brain dead on life support. And my mom, um, she was a nurse. And so she had the, uh, uh, do not resuscitate band on. And, right. Uh, yeah. And so, um, we, my brother came in from Oklahoma. I was there. My sister was there. Um, and so we basically, um, we, we got our, her brothers there, my aunts and uncles and, um, let them know of, you know, my mom's wishes that they wanted to say anything, um, uh, before we not literally pulled the plug, but just shut the machine down and yeah. let my mom you know, do what she wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and, um, and that was it. And so we, we kind of, um, yeah, just let her go, um, not let her go, but like everybody said their thing. And then we, we sat outside of the room and, uh, we waited until the nurse, uh, and doctors let us know that she had passed. Um, I, I think we went in a couple times and we just held her hand, but it was a lot, but, it but yeah, it is a lot lost both, but- both my parents pretty young. So series of unfortunate events how far apart did they pass like what was the Mm, so my my dad in 2004 and my mother was in 2011 i think Uh, okay 11 or 12 yeah it's so crazy that reminds me of when my dad passed away, uh, trigger warning, Kayla, fast forward like five minutes. Um, God, Kayla. Cause I remember when my dad passed away, he like passed out at the house. They started CPR. There was no heart rhythm, whatever, whatever. So I go to the hospital. We're there until like 2 AM. This has been like, they were doing CPR, CPR for like an hour plus, mm-hmm. And they weren't sure if he was having any, like they'd get a heartbeat and then it would stop. They'd get a heartbeat and stop. Yeah. And they're pretty much like, even if we revive your dad, he is probably not going to have any brain function. Like we don't know if he's had any kind of blood flow to his brain or oxygen, anything like that. And of course my mom's sobbing. My sister's at home trying to take care of the dogs. Cause my mom like put them in the backyard as the ambulance people are there, ambulance people, as the EMTs are there, you know, um, things. And then my mom was like, what do we do? Brandon? I'm like, we just have to, we have to stop. Cause dad wouldn't want to be a little vegetable. Right. It's a, it's really tough to have to make that call, especially as a kid. Well, yeah. A kid of a parent. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like growing up real quick. Mm. Yeah. Even when you're grown up, it still feels like you're it is. Yeah. super quick. Yeah, for sure. Um, why don't you go to the next question, Sydney? So we can kind of transition <laughs> out of our out of our little sad moment. <laughs> I like forgot what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Uh, okay, next question is, if you had a crystal ball um, and could know anything, what would you want to know? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, this question always stumps people, I think. So, oh my gosh. So this is, so, so this is not going to be a long story, but I would, I would love to have, if, if I knew if my dad cheated on my mother, just just because, so like, was it almost two years ago? I, I bought the 23 and me. Okay. Yeah. I know I did, I yes. did for my birthday because I thought it'd be cool. Oh, God. And, um, I think three months after I did it, I got notified through a lady, which was the, the daughter of a guy. And, um, to let me know that he had popped up on the 23andMe because she had done it and he had done it. And come to find out, um, when my dad was 17, um, 17 years old, he had gotten a girl pregnant in high school in Missouri. And we were right on the border with Oklahoma and Kansas. And, and so they had sent the lady that was pregnant, because I don't know who she is, off to this convent to, ha- to have the baby. And then the baby was uh, adopted through a family out east in like the Carolinas. And so mm-hmm. that, that was then. Well, in Oklahoma, they don't allow, they, they, uh, everything's closed. So they've yeah. never known who their father was or the mother was. And so now they know that it was my dad. And, but they don't know who the mom is. But that was kind of surprising. And, and, you know, the guy looks just like my father. And um, he's, he would be like, I don't know how many years younger than me. It was like 15 yeah. or so years or, or older than me. That's what I meant. Oh, I was like, well, not younger, yeah, you, older. how old was your mom? <laughs> so, so that was interesting. And my dad was Catholic. So it was, yeah. So the, oh, it was, so you know, that was deal. a big hush, hush, hush thing. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so then later on in life, uh, me being the oldest, um, I think it was like a year before my dad passed away. Um, my best friend's sister, which is way older than him, um, has a daughter and the, his sister had told the daughter that she had an affair with my father and she was the daughter but the sister that told her that had died of cancer. <gasps> and oh my so, God. This, so this was back in like 2002, 2001. I was in graduate school and I was like, oh my God. You know, I'm like, how do I talk to my dad about this? And because she, she was reaching out to me to set up a meeting with my father to get to know him. And I was like, oh girl, you need to, you need to pump them brakes. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like you're just reading off like a manuscript of a Netflix <laughs> yeah, like, series that's about is to come out. Like, this is not it's, real life. So, the, what? So, the, so, just literally like three months ago, oh, she, reach, she reaches out to me again. Like, she's always um, like reached out to me. And so she's like, hey, I did 23andMe. Have you done it? I'm willing to pay for it to see if we have any like, 
Connection. Yeah. Connection. And I'm like, yeah, I've done it. And so 23andMe has this, um, like, like I get a code and I, and um, I basically put it into her system and it tells us if we have any minute chance of being related. And we're not. Ooh. That's crazy. So I, I carried this like little bit of like, I hated my dad for cheating on my mom for like 20 years. Oh, and he, no. he might have still. And, yeah, well, he might have. So, I mean, that's. Yeah. Oh, no. If I had a crystal ball, I would, I would ask my dad and then just like give him a little insight of, did you cheat on mom? And by the way, I know about this one when you were 17. Yeah, by the way. But, but yeah, that, that's what I do. That's crazy. Yeah. That is so wild. I will admit, I did, me, my mom, my dad, and my sister all did 23andMe. And I was so excited for all the family secrets to come out. And it was boring. <laughs> there was nothing. <laughs> I was like, oh, well. I'm just a white European. I have no half siblings. Why? What is wrong? I wanted there to be some drama. Yeah. So mine, there was just a tad bit of drama with my 23 and me, but it's been fun overall. And I feel like it's, it's definitely answered some stories for the gentleman um, um, out East. That's, I guess would be considered my half brother. And, um, and I was able to talk to him and all he wanted to know was like family medical history and, and just, you know, just like 15 years older, like, yeah. What relationship yeah, and, are you going to build a, at that point? Yeah, yeah, he has a daughter. I think that's a little bit younger than me or something. And and it wasn't like we want something, but it was just yeah. kind of like, w- w- who's my family? The family tree? What's any, you know, is there weird issues? Yeah. Or whatever. Right. Yeah. So anyway. um, That's crazy. That is crazy. I wish I had a cool story to follow up, but I don't. No. So <laughs> my next question is how do you feel about your current relationship with religion? Ooh. Um, so I grew up going to Catholic mass on Saturdays. So my dad was Catholic. My mom was Protestant. So basically I did like either mass on like a Wednesday, Thursday or Saturday. And we would all go and then on Sundays, we would go to the Presbyterian church. And I called it big church because it was more fun. Oh. Um, but most of the time, I would take like the quarter that I was supposed to put into the offering plate in uh, what, Sunday school. I would excuse myself to go to the restroom and then go down to the vending machine and get me a Coke and wait till the <laughs> bell rang. And they meet up with my parents to go into big church. And God said, I'm going to make you get it because you stole those, all those quarters. (laughs) But a a heathen. So I was, I would say we were religious, um, but I would say probably in my late teens, early twenties, my, my mom didn't go as much. um, And my father went way more than we did. And we never knew it because he would just pop into confession or whatever. Um, but my parents basically said to all three of us kids that we're raising you to be like independent thinkers. This is, this is how we were grown up with this. And uh, if you, if you want to be a Baptist or if you want to be this, if you want to be this, they, they didn't care. Yeah. And so right now in my life, 
Um, I really think I'm more of an independent thinker. I, I'm a really big energy person. So I, I feed off of energy from people, events, situations. I don't necessarily believe that there, there is a God, but I, I don't have issues with people believing in something. Um, I just don't. Yeah. So, but I mean, yeah, kind of hard. Yeah. I mean, I really believe like when I'm gone, yeah, Yeah. when I'm gone, I, I really, I don't believe, um, that I'm going somewhere, you know, heaven or hell or, or to another place. I just really feel like we are, and this is me speaking, like the energy and, and, and who we are, it goes back into the earth and, and new life is giving through, you know, everything through like trees, flowers, people. Um, I, I just see it as a, con- uh, a continued evolution of, of living things and organisms. Yeah. There was um, one of my social studies teachers in fifth grade, Miss Appel. She taught us about like different religions and like beliefs across the world, which I think is in the teaks for fifth grade in Texas, but like maybe she was just doing her own thing. I don't know. And um, she talked about reincarnation and I thought it was so stupid. And then now that I'm a little hippie adult, I'm like, I, I think <laughs> it's true. Adult. But like, I think it's kind of like, like, <laughs> like how you see it, JC, like, there's no way that this is just it yeah there's no way that there's like a waiting room in heaven where people Mm -hmm. are just hanging out yeah millions and millions and millions of people are just chilling in their little hotel rooms upstairs i mean i would love it at the end of my life if i could just see my grandparents and my parents again but in my mind i just i talk to them every day i think about them and I feel like they communicate through me in not necessarily words, but, but positive energy vibes on like helping me make decisions. But yeah, I don't, I don't see my, I mean, if I was reincarnated, I don't know what I'd, I'd be. I don't know. I think I I'm that. just going to rot in the ground and get eaten by some <laughs> bugs. <laughs> yeah. Love that. <laughs> profound maybe yeah yeah you know gotta gotta uh fertilize the soil right Mm -hmm. literally Mm. this is this is morbid but (laughs) there there was um you remember that cat i told you about sydney a while back your neighbor's yard yeah yeah so i don't know if i told the podcast i know i didn't tell you jc because this is a very stupid random story (laughs) so there's one day i got off i left work early i came home and there was a cat in front of my neighbor's house and it was like laying on its side. So I was like, okay, that's, that's a dead cat, but it looked pretty fine. So I was like, okay, maybe it's sleeping. (laughs) So I was like, Hey cat, (laughs) you know, as you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just yell at it. (laughs) Nothing. It didn't move or anything. And I was like, okay, I can either leave this here. Cause I think my neighbor is a teacher. It's a, Mm -hmm. it's a married couple. The guy wasn't home because his truck wasn't in the driveway. The car wasn't in the driveway, so the lady wasn't home. 
I was like, okay, I can either leave this cat out here for them to like come home and have to deal with, even though I'm off work at one o'clock, I can just bury it, take it out of their front yard, bury it, move on. And like, this will be something that I'm just going to do for our, our little two house area. So I'll take care of this cat, but we didn't have a shovel. So I was like, okay, what do I, do I like use like a serving spoon or like, how am I going to dig a hole for this cat? A spatula. A spa- literally. So I had to go to Ace Hardware, went to Ace Hardware, bought a shovel. The lady was very nice, very helpful. Came back, dug a hole for the cat, went and put gloves on because I don't want any communicable diseases. And I picked the cat up and it was like rigid, rigid. <laughs> it was like hard. Uh, yeah. It was like a board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rigor Morris, girl. Mm-hmm. Rigor Morris. Yeah. Um, oh. And so I buried it on the side of our house. And ever since that patch of grass is green as fuck. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's all it took. This terrible oh soil, just a cat. And it. It. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of pussy in the ground makes it grow. That's right. Period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I literally took a picture of it and was like, Kaylee, you see this patch of grass? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, that's Stop. where the cat's at. And she was like, shut up, Brandon. And, and then she cried. Probably. Yeah, you know, like if you uh, if you like uh, do that, like if you bury your pets yourself, you're not supposed to wrap them up in anything. You know, like like trash bags or yeah, like like just put it in the ground. Yeah, because otherwise they won't decompose. I'm Mm. just like, yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, it will eventually, but like, yeah, but like weird yeah because like i guess that's the thing people are like well i guess let me wrap up my oh oh god okay all right anyway moving on my is it my turn did you ask a question question? uh, oh yeah (laughs) okay my last question is what was the last book that you read Ooh, it was uh shit my dad says i don't know I don't have it up there. Um, it's I forgot who the Arthur um, Arthur was, but it's a book um, written about a father son relationship. Oh, and um, it's really really good. Um, and I think they tried to make it a TV series, but I didn't. Um, I never watched it or anything. But yeah, it's shit. My dad says. It was cute. Yeah. So they tried to do a television show about it in November, 2009. Mm. Um, I think the book came out in September, 2009, but um, it's a short book. It's not very long and um, it's really good. It's just about like growing up with his father and all the stupid like stains and stuff he would say that made no sense. And um, anyway, it's really cute. Fun. That is a cute book. It sounds cute. Um, so the last question for this segment is, would you rather, uh, get locked out of your house or locked in your workplace overnight? Uh, out of your house or in your workplace overnight. Yeah. I would probably do locked in my workplace. 
Because I work in a 50-story building, and we have like 24 floors. That could be fun. And I have access pass to every single floor. So there'd be a lot of things to entertain you. I could really steal a lot of people's candy. I can move move items around in departments, and people would wonder what was going on. That's so silly. I would just be, I'd be mischievous. If I had to be locked in at work, but that would be, that'd be fun. If I was just locked out of my house or my building, I'd probably just go for a walk or just enjoy the night, but just go for a walk. Hello. Oh, well. mm-hmm. Do you have anybody that has your keys? Like any of your friends have a key to your place? I have one person that has a key to my place. Yeah. And I have three, three people that I share my location with at all times. Nice. Because I'm, you know, I live by myself and, yeah. um, and so if somebody can't get a hold of me and they start doing the whole, where's JC, yeah. where's yep. JC? And yep. you know, they'll like, finally get oh, to he's the, at person. the taco truck. It's a Tuesday. Yeah. I forgot. It's at the taco truck. Duh. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> or they'll be like, he's at buddy's bar. Duh. Duh. You know? Where um, else would he be? <laughs> but yeah. That's so silly. Funny story about like sharing my location, um, Marcus, um, Hector Marcus yeah. on our team. He's one of the ones that I share my location with. Um, I guess he, we were together one time and he goes, Hey, every time I pull up your location, you're in this empty field. And he, he screenshot it. And he's like, Oh my God. What? He's like, what type of kinky shit are you doing in this field? And, uh-huh. and I'm like, um, that's my Nothing. apartment building before they built the apartment. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, Google maps have not updated it. He's like, literally for a year. I thought you were like, just cruising, cruising some yard, <laughs> some park field by 59 highway. And I'm like, Hell yeah. No, that's no. hilarious. You were really living your gay fantasy, just out cruising in this field. He was just imagining what I was doing and, and probably just afraid to be like, what are you doing? And he probably asked me a couple of times, what are you doing? Oh, I'm at home relaxing or, and or something. Like, and he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, nah, he's okay. mm-hmm. out in the, out in the field, man. That's hilarious. Out collecting nuts yeah. and berries. Yeah. Nuts and berries. Tweak and berries. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to the end of our low question segment. Um, so next segment, we're going to read some reddits and kind of discuss. So why don't you start Sid? Okay. So uh, this Reddit that I have today is from r slash relationship advice. Um, and it is just user redditor uh, 7239. Uh, the title is my mom in, in quotations, cleaned my room and I'm devastated. Mm. Yeah. Um, so they write, while I, 18-year-old female, was at work today, my mother, 45-year-old female, cleaned my room for me under the excuse of finding a beetle in my room. I have an air conditioner in my room with a broken seal that's been needing to be fixed, and that's how it got in. But my door was locked, so she unlocked it. And how, I don't know. Um, and went into my room for reasons that she seemed to be scrambling to come up with and then found this mysterious beetle. She didn't talk to me about it, never texted her, 
and she threw out five trash bags full of my belongings um, that she bagged up. Five trash bags? Five trash bags. Okay, she, go off. She completely rearranged my furniture, went through my closet, my dresser, and she put in parentheses, I do own personal toys, so I am fucking mortified. Um, letters from my friends and personal journals had obviously been read. They had been removed from their hiding places. She says that I'm an ungrateful brat and should be glad that she did it for me. I told her the only thing I'm glad about is that I'm moving out in five weeks. I told her she completely crossed my boundaries and and then she laughed and said that I was being mel- I don't know what to do or how to tackle my emotions. I don't know how to continue my relationship with my mother. I have no idea if I'm being unreasonable. Please help. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Run. So I think I missed it in the beginning. Are they living at home with their parents? Yes. How old are they? 18. Oh. Mm. And Sounds is like moving, m- moving out in like five weeks is what she said. Yeah. It sounds like mom was on a mission to find something. Yeah, mom was five trash bags. She really cleared house. That or her daughter's a hoarder. Yeah. That is true. Because five trash bags is a lot lot. of stuff. That is a lot of stuff. I'm I'm curious of what she was throwing away. Me too. Like, was it clothes? Trash? Yeah, Yeah. just like stuff. I don't... Teddy bears. I'm trying to think of like, would I even have five trash bags worth of things in our bedroom? I mean, I would, probably will when I go through my clothes and I go to donate them. I'll probably have like three. Yeah. I don't think three I do. Three or four Girl. bags of clothes. Yeah, that's and true. You've lived in your house 500 yeah, that's, years. That's true. And you have a salary so you can buy your own clothes. <laughs> yep. This is like a high school girl. Yeah. That's and a the lot mom of found stuff. the dildos, and she found the sex toys. Presumably, because it it yeah. seemed it, assuming that she w- went through. She's assuming that she went through everything, or she's saying that she did. So mm. I don't know if it's like because everything was obviously disturbed or what. But uh, this is either like a random one-off. This mom suspected something and wanted to find it. Yeah. Or this mom is does this all the time. And this I mean, is just the only time she's complained. There's got to be more to the story, I think, because I don't think somebody just goes into someone's room and does that. Like, out of... Not without... like, Not to say that it's ever justified, but I feel like there's usually at least some kind of, like, quote, reason for it. Like, there's at least, like, a fake, like, whatever. It's justified in her mind because she thought, you yeah. know, I don't... You know what I mean? Like... You know, like maybe she she thought that her daughter was being sketchy, and so she was like, "Oh, maybe she's on drugs." I don't know. Like, not that it's That's... an excuse, but it's there's. I'm like, there's got to be a little more to the story. I think, but yeah, what a wild invasion of privacy, though. Yeah, but this is an 18 year old in their mom's house. You moms that, are kind of crazy. To me, that's worse because you're. 18 like you're a a fake adult you're a baby grown-up like you deserve you e- you even more so then should have privacy like you're entitled to some privacy like i don't know maybe it's because i maybe i don't know 
I don't know. My parents never did that ever. I am try. I am trying to picture. I guess it couldn't be an eighteen-year-old Sydney because my dad was dead. But I like. I'm trying to picture a teenage Sydney and my parents going through my room like that, and I would lost my goddamn mind. I have someone that's coming to mind, and I'm not going to say who they are. I might tell you later. But this person that is a parent that we both have encountered would do that. We have like. There are some crazy parents that are like yeah. hella like overstep their boundaries and Wait, like that's way too like you have to really really have some kind of concern for your, I in in my opinion I I think at least like you have to really have some kind of legitimate valid concern for safety to really invade that privacy like that to that yeah. level like to that extent. And if you're going to invade someone's privacy, at least be sneaky. Ugh. Yeah, don't just like bag up five trash bags worth of stuff and trash it. Jesus. Just rifle through their things like a normal person. Ugh. But then she rearranged her room. That would be the part that would annoy oh, yeah. me. yeah. She rearranged the furniture. <laughs> like, throw away my stuff. That's fine. It's probably this, trash anyway. This bed looks better over here. Oh, sure. <laughs> I studied feng shui and this is much more compatible. I forgot about the furniture part. Like that's just weird at that point. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's definitely extenuating circumstances in this one. There's, no, there's more to the story, right? Mm-hmm. Either, either way. I still think it's, I mean, I have a hard time coming up with like a scenario in my brain where that would be like acceptable to do. But I do. I I would like to hear like the rest of the story though. Like I would like to hear all the sides, just out of curiosity. But that's crazy. Um, that's crazy. So I'm gonna. I have a couple. Then I I think I'm gonna go with this one because I think we'll have a good conversation. Okay. Um, I'm. This is from the Reddit Ask Men. Um, and the user's name is Diminished Chord. I'm going to skip over the title to start and just kind of read the body because I want you to like really get into the the thought of it. Okay. Um, imagine joining a company um, at your expe- expected uh, salary and then finding out that there's another person who joined that exact same day, works a parallel same job as you, and they're paid three times more. Um what would you do in that situation? Uh, Maybe it isn't even three times. Maybe it's like $10,000. Is it like, like same experience level and everything? Yeah. So this is like your mirror at work. Oh, I would leave. I'd stay. I would stay until I found another job. And then, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. And then I would basically, I I would erase it. Yeah, I'd be pissed to find out somebody was literally hired the same day, making way more than myself, and we do the same exact thing. And I would be interested. How did they find out? This is just a hypothetical. It's not hypothetical. Yeah. Um. Um. I I'd probably Twitter. even talk to uh, yeah my boss or HR about it too. I'd be like, um, it's come to my attention 
that Betty Lou over here makes significantly more than makes me. Makes way more than me. I mean, I would definitely be like balls deep into all of the like uh, like handbooks and like yeah. stuff like that to see uh, because like I would also want to know uh, right because some some companies you um, can't like you you are not. Uh, allowed to discuss or disclose your salary to your coworkers and stuff like that. So like right. you could, you could bite yourself. You could bite yourself in the butt. If you're like, uh, this person makes three times more than me. Meh, 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 They're meh, not going to fire you for that. They're going to fire well, you no, for probably not, disturbing but... the family community that they have. Oh. Um, it would be interesting to know. Fit. Interesting to know if it was like a male and a female, like, is there a yeah, gender? I know the factors. Yeah. Um, it was on TikTok today, and I almost sent it to you. Said it was a lady talking about she was like, I guess, a supervisor, and she was hiring for um a role at a company, and a guy got got the job, mm-hmm. and she was like, generally, when I hire people, men will counter offer often, and women are more likely to just take whatever salary they're offered. Mm-hmm. So this guy counter offered mm. like. Uh, like a lot more than it, he was supposed to be making. And she took it to HR thinking that they would just shoot it down. And the HR lady was like, well, he want he'll probably wants to start a family soon. So we probably should give it to him and approved this like exorbitant, like counter offer. And the lady was like, I don't even make that much. And I'm the supervisor and I have more experience in him. And I would die. She tried to explain to the HR lady like, hey, that's more than I make. And the lady was like, well, he's he's going to start a family soon. He's going to have to be the breadwinner. That's really like, funny because what? then when a, when a woman what starts a family, when a woman starts a family, she gets fired. So. Or quits to go take care of the baby. Okay. Also, I don't know if you guys are going to be able to see this or not, or if she's going to stop whenever I pick up my laptop. But this bitch. Oh, shit. I can't hang on. I can't reach. I can't reach over my. This bitch is fucking is b- playing with my braid. Oh, <laughs> she is attacking me. Is that Aww. Sally? Is that her name? Skinny. Hi, Skinny. Skinny. I knew it was an S. <laughs> okay. Um, I just for through that entire like scenario, I could just like her like onto my brain and i was like okay i need to tell them this is happening um so based on the time we're at do we want to transition into dumba's ass uh yeah um do you want to start you want me to start i don't care i have mine i'm ready okay go ahead Ooh. uh okay so my dump his ass for this week is from our slash relationship advice. Surprise. Uh, and the user is throw raz w's and q's. I don't know. Okay. It's a it's a throwaway. Um, <laughs> the title is my girlfriend cropped me out of every photo we took from our trip abroad that I planned and paid for. I, 25 male, decided to do something a little nice to my girlfriend, 24 female, this past week since we've been together for eight months and I feel like we need an extra step in our relationship. I took her on a trip abroad. She always wanted to go to Greece, 
And so I took her there. This trip devoured my yearly bonus, but I hoped that it would be worth it. I took her to her dream places and spent so, so lavishly on our time there. I wanted to make her happy and fulfilled and, again, to deepen our commitment. We took plenty of photos. She took hundreds of photos of her. On her Instagram, she didn't post her solo picture. She posted the pictures, but complete, completely cropped me out. Even on story videos that she would... Even on story videos, she would cut it whenever I showed up. I just don't understand why she'd exclude me like this. I would watch her posts while we were there in total disbelief. Uh, he used the wrong there, there, and it really, like... Yeah, dude. It, my brain was, like, really could not comprehend. <laughs> um, we just returned, and this issue is still is just not leaving. I might just be overreacting, but I want to hear your thoughts. Um, I also, before we discuss, I scrolled because I'm some, sometimes I read these things and I'm like, I really just going on here. And I scrolled and like a few comments down, someone, someone said, take her to Greece, take her to Greece again, and then leave her there. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, anyway, so. <gasps> What's your opinion, JC? I think she's embarrassed to be with him and or yeah. doesn't want to be in a relationship and doesn't want to show her friends in the world that they're in some type of relationship or going on vacation together. She wants to keep herself available for anybody that would be interested in going on a date with her. Yeah, I, I think she's just playing him and leading him on to believe something that it's not. Big time. That she's was, is such an eloquent way to say that he's a side piece, and I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because she is, like, really intentionally hiding him, and that's a no for me. I'm sitting here thinking, if I spent a big chunk of my money on taking somebody to vacation, we're going to post some photos together. <laughs> yeah. I've got to be featured, yeah. especially right. if I'm paying for it. Mm -hmm. It's that TikTok of the, I think Brian said it when he was a guest. He was like that TikTok of the girl taking a picture of dinner and the sugar oh, daddy's like, take a picture of me, take a video yes, of me. I'm yes. here too. I paid for this. I'm here. I'm here, here. Yeah. Yes. Somebody said something like that too. In one of the comments, they were like, you're her sugar daddy. Hey, if that's part of the deal, then go off. But if we're just dating, I better be a feature at least. Yeah. I that's like, tough. and I'm not one to be huge. Like I'm not super quick to be like, no, you have to put pictures of me on your social media as blah, blah, blah. Like I'm not, you know, but when it's like this, like it's an obvious intention to hide his existence. Huge red flag. Do you Big think, no do me. you think, because he started off saying, I spent a majority of like my bonus or something to take my girlfriend on this great trip to kind of impress her, but maybe he did this to secure, secure a relationship or to impress her. And she was just like, mm, I'm not having it. Maybe. And 
but they, but still i'm like they've been together for eight months though oh wow yeah well there are gentlemen are stupid yeah i will say that <laughs> yeah. yeah so maybe they've known each other for maybe he's not the only one she's yeah like been with for the eight months yeah yeah are you maybe he was just over or just wishful thinking that this was going to secure something more yeah and since it didn't and she didn't really take the photos with him or maybe gush over him yeah as much online then he felt more slighted and jaded yeah anyway maybe have a conversation but i'm still gonna vote dump i think because it's just way too it's way too intentional to me yeah it is i would dump yeah yeah i if you're cropping out like you took a picture with your boyfriend and then you crop him out so that you can post it on your instagram (laughs) what oh girl what are you doing I already see those on like Grinder, girl. You oh, see the crop no. photo. You yes. see the other. You see the, the other man's shoulder yep. right here, and oh, it's like God. an off-centered, off-balance photo of somebody like. And yeah, yeah. you're like, mm, you got a side piece, or you got a honey bun, or you got a, yep. another man. Mm-hmm. You got something. Something. That's, That's a tough. dump for me. One hundred percent. Too intentional. Maybe, dump. maybe it's a maybe it's a ghost. If I'm honest. Oh, I like that. It's just it's not it's nice, a, but just to disappear. Yikes! Like she obviously doesn't care about you, so maybe you shouldn't yeah. even put effort in to dump her. Yeah, put that energy into somebody else. Mm-hmm. Period. I love that. I love that. Um. So my dump his ass. Dump their ass. I, we need to be gender neutral. <sighs> we do. Um, <laughs> So this is like, it's from the advice Reddit. Uh, the username is I see strawberry for, um, and they're telling a story about their friend. So I'm going to read it. Not in the way it's written. I'm going to read it just stating what's going on. Um, so this person's friend, her husband, um, has been posting pictures of his wife naked on Reddit people do degrade her um in what i'm assuming is like a kink like a reverse Uh, cuckold situation maybe like a degradation yeah it's like he wants people on reddit to degrade her and say what they would do to her um and it's without her consent oh no and they want to know what they should do in the situation because this couple's moving in together soon. They already have an apartment that they've gotten together. Um, and the husband who's posting the photos has a new job. They're like start kind of starting their whole thing. And I guess it's a question of how to handle that situation. And yeah. So the husband is posting pictures of the wife, the wife, Naked to be degraded on Reddit. As Wait, I'm they don't live together? A... What? So. Oh. What, what do you mean? That? So they like, the it's a new is... relationship, right? 
they're moving to a new place and they already have. Oh, that. yeah. Yeah. So they're moving in together. Mm-hmm. Kind of like consummate the relationship. And maybe they already live together and they're just moving together. But they're married. Uh, they're married. So they probably live together and they're just oh. moving somewhere. Okay. So is this like post written by the, the wife? It's written by the wife's friend. So the, the wife's, wife's friend. friend okay. The wife's friend is there we go. Help That's where I was like, wife. kind of, kind of like, what the heck? I explained it poorly. And then I did not execute correctly. I don't think you explained it poorly. I think I just kind of. Um, oh, they got married three months ago. Um, and they mm. live in Georgia. They're, they're in the process <laughs> of planning a like a big wedding because I guess they got like courthouse married, and she's already bought a dress for the wedding as well. So, is but it does the wife want help? Um, that's kind of the vibe. Is that the wife is like, I don't know what to do. Like, what do I do, girl? Don't. What do you? Stop everything you're doing. Yeah. Reverse the marriage That's and peace cool. out. What do you like? I I think um, I would like to hear JC's opinion as the only person of the three of us who has been married. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I don't know if it's that simple to be like, okay, it's it. That's it. There's definitely a conversation to have there because I really feel like there's undertones of something he might be into that she doesn't know about. Yeah. And um and I think it's always healthy in a relationship to communicate on all different levels. Just not like communicate what I want for dinner. It's communicate like I like this type of sex or this is what yeah. turns me on or whatever. So I think like he's he's got like a a, a fetish of some type uh, or you know, sexually or something that he would like his wife to be involved with, but like secretly doing what he's doing to kind of build up or find somebody to do something, but, or being fulfilled by his wife being ridiculed by pictures and stuff online. But if she doesn't know it, it's definitely not cool. They definitely need a conversation. I mean, you're not going to get divorced pretty quickly if you're past a certain amount of days. And I don't know if they have children or, you know, maybe she might be into it. I mean, I don't know. But if she doesn't know about it and he hasn't talked to her about it, it's, yeah, he needs to come and talk to her about it before she finds out or the friend tells her because it might not be cute after that. Like, if you have a kink and you're dating someone, you just need to tell them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta be straight up about it because it's not going to go away. Yeah. And, it, like, at the end of the day, like, there's nothing. If that's the type of thing that he's into, like, the degradation, whatever, like, that's. I, who cares? That's fine. But you can't post naked pictures of somebody without, without their consent, bro. You can't do that. That's yeah. the part that I am stuck on. I'm like, dude, no. 
I mean, they're out there forever. People are going to take them, screenshot them. Yeah. It's just not cool. Her employers could find that. Like. (sighs) Real Uh, sussy. And I don't know. I would have that to me. That's a, that's pretty, that's pretty big. It's like on the internet. It's out there forever. Like we just said all those, all that Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like I don't, I would have a hard time coming back from that one, to be honest. I, it's almost like a, you just ruined trust. Big, big time. And it's, I'll do a lot of weird stuff, y'all. Like if the community, if you're communicating well, like we can, we can try some things. We can like work on maybe some stuff. You're like, we can at least talk about it. Yeah. But it has to be communicated. Yeah. You can't just go post pictures of me. Yeah. Like I'm going to sure. be way easier than trying to repair something after you did something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, it's not the same, but I think it, it happens in the gay community a lot is that people like explore some things and are into things and may or may not want to tell their partner mm-hmm. and then it becomes a whole thing. But, I know for me, I, I had an ex that was into something that I was not into and he did not tell me until we were like two years deep. Oh, wow. And then, uh, it wasn't what broke us up, but it definitely was like, you're going to just like told me. Well, and you know, what kind of sucks is like that just like perpetuates the cycle, right? It's like that whole thing is like not, not just openly communicating about stuff having that not be the norm is what creates that shame around all of it. And it's like, Mm -hmm. that shouldn't be there, you know, but that's the, that's kind of like the norm. And we talked about it a little bit with Josh, the non-consensual consent stuff. Yeah. Or consensual non-consent. There we go. Yep. There we go. That's it. I Um, was like, that sound, that first one sounded not right. As even if, even if it's a one time, Hey, I'm doing this. Is it okay? We'll never talk about this again. Then that's fine. But it needs to at least be a conversation. Yeah, it can't just be no conversation at all. That's. This feels like a, a running theme. Like communication and relationships must be so important. Who would have thought that? Dude. I mean, I guess. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I don't know. I would probably. I would have a conversation and then I'd probably try to be honest. If it's me, I'm probably checked out and I'm working on getting out of there. Cause I don't think I could ever go. You're never going to get that trust back from me in that there. No, not in that scenario. That's a little too intense. It is. I think there's a world where I could be okay with it, but not if they're degrading me. If they're on there talking about how good I look and how amazing <laughs> I am and like hyping me up on there, okay, maybe I can, man, I can forgive it, I guess. Like, Whatever. but they're degrading me. I, I don't have self esteem like that to be degraded. Oh, no. Um, oh, man. Oh, sorry, skinny. Are y'all ready for a shitty litty shout out? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, why don't I start? Yes, please. Then we'll go to Sid and then we can finish with our our guest. Um, 
So my shitty this week is um, I had to watch Sydney move out of the office today and help her pack her car. Thanks. Um, so that was kind of shitty to watch your friend have to like leave work for the last oh time. We're friends. Enough. <laughs> um, so that was my shitty for the the time right that we're going through right now. Um, my litty though is that I got to plan where my seat's moving for next year. So I'm really excited to move desks and You're take so over that stupid. spot. Um, so I am thankful she's leaving so I can have a new seat. Uh-huh, um, I don't like my seat. Um, and then my shout out is to, uh, Jinx Monsoon for her snatch game performance on all stars seven this week as uh, Judy Garland. It was very funny. It was arguably one of the best snatch games in the franchise. I haven't seen it yet. Nice. I'm so excited to watch it. Oh, JC, it's stupid funny. Like when I've been on Instagram and people are like posting clips, I like speed through it real quick. I don't want to see it. I'm <laughs> like, I'm like, I want to be surprised, but yeah, I'm excited about it. I heard it's phenomenal. And I'm just excited for these like queens that haven't been on in five, ten years. Years to be yeah. back. Because I remember being in high school on LogoTV.com watching Raja like while season two was coming out, being like, "Oh my god, she's such a model!" Uh. And now you see her, and she's like, "Okay, this is just a man in a dress," but I still love her. LOL. Ready, Sid. Yeah. Um, my shitty is kind of like meh. It's not. It's not that spicy this week. Um, but I this week has been weirdly like busy for me somehow. Maybe it's just because it's like the last. It's been like a weird schedule, so it haven't. I haven't been in my normal routine every day like throughout the week. Um, but because of that, everything's kind of like jumbled, and my house is like real messy right now. That makes my brain feel really messy and like jumbled up and like bleh. so I don't like that. So that's that's my shitty. But tomorrow I um have a decent amount of free time and I should be able to kind of pick up and clean up and organize the stuff and then my brain can feel clean again and that'll be great. Um my Liddy this week is that I uh remember when I got that breakup journal. Um, I finished it. Whoa. How many pages is it? Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know. It was like a couple hundred. No, like a hundred ish. Not oh. a couple hundred. Sorry. That's too many. But like, it was like, damn, you really be writing, huh? No, no, no. Like max 200, but it's also not, it's like some, some stuff was like, you read a little bit. It's not like every, it's not like 200 pages of like writing out. But I did finish it and I got a new journal because I actually liked having like a routine of like sitting down for a few minutes and like writing stuff out. So I got um, another one. Awesome. Um, Yeah. So that's my lady. Um, My shout out is actually going to go to um, Spencer and Caitlin, my brother and my sister-in-law, because they closed on a house in San Antonio. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that's exciting. Um, I'm glad that they will be closer and I'm glad that they were able to find something and 
actually get it and close because um, I know that was like a, was a, little, a little stressful because <laughs> they were in a little bit of a time crunch. Um, mm. So that's my shout out. Oh, yeah. Hey, JC. All right. It's all me. Okay. So my shitty is like, was it yesterday? I think I cried for like an hour. Oh, no. Just watching like TV, like CNN about the school shooting. Oh, my gosh. And, and it's just so unfortunate that, that, you know, there's, never any action that takes place in trying to prevent or make situations better. And so I, I just feel like when politicians speak and you know government officials speak, they say the right things, but then it's like, do as I say, but not as I do kind of like mental mentality. It's like they say the right thing, like they're going to do something, but then it's just, it's just rhetoric and it's just, an old broken record in a sense. So, I mean, my heart's brought to the families and, um, and I grew up, I mean, I graduated high school in 96 and I, I can't ever think of any school shootings that happened while I was in high school or before, I, I think what Columbine or something, I think those were back in like 99 or something, but mm-hmm. school today, completely different than especially uh, K through 12 is way different what it was when I was yeah. a kid and um, I couldn't imagine um, what teachers and administrations and counselors and, and families and, you know, the, the local police force and security systems and, yeah. you know, security cameras, like all the stuff that they, they, they have to deal with today. Um, and um, I, I just wish um, there was an easy solution um, to, to keep things like this from happening, but it's just, it's, it's an unfortunate circumstance that feels like um, we relive, um, it seems like every year at some point yeah. in time. To the point, like, it's not even a, a, a surprise anymore. You hear about it and you're just kind of like, yep, another one. Mm-hmm. We're all desensitized to it. We just uh, move I mean, on. We're going to get our frappe, cappuccino, whatever yep. thingy. And, um, the amount of times I think about it, like throughout, like just our regular day to day stuff, like at school, is probably unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> like anytime there's someone outside of a door trying to get in, I'm like, that's this the is gunman. The, this is we the say one. that because mm-hmm. we have a door, an exterior door, and people come and knock on it to get into the building. And we're like, don't answer that. That's a gunman. Every, every, every time. time. Yeah. I'm like, the no, no. And you can Which see, like can't. is a joke, but it's not a joke. But like yeah, it's not it's a, joke. a joke. Well, you never know. I mean, it's just crazy. And um, yeah. and I, I mean, I think about going to school when I was a kid and being carefree, and you know, you could be a little shit and you get in trouble, you get spanked. Which I don't know if they do that anymore in schools. But <laughs> um, I never ever thought my safety. I never thought I would go to school and, and not never. Yeah, and not make it back home to see my parents. Yeah, or anything now, like that. Never in a million years. Um, I never thought that once going to yeah. school, and um, and 
for what you know kids do today and i mean for that community that has to go back to that school starting next year and and you know any triggers that they might have or knowing you know so and so passed away it's it's just going to be hard and um but anyway so that's my shitty um so my liddy is so i haven't had an animal a dog or a cat in five or six years and i started looking at like pet rescue places so i'm thinking i'm gonna adopt a cat um i love cats like i've had a few growing up and um and i live in this apartment and i think um the cat would love it a dog would be a little too much for me because if i'm gone like two or three days i would get the automatic cat feeder bowl and Mm -hmm. and the water you know, they could take care of themselves with a little litter box and I'll yep. set up one of them little like, Mike. um, like TV Billy. Yeah. Like little camera that I could check remotely and maybe talk through to the kitty cat. Um, Where am I but yeah, I just want, I want, I want, I want someone to just like be next to me on the couch and need my attention or meow at me for a snack. So, but yeah. I think it, and and my thing is, is like, I've had animals growing up all my life. And I don't think I've ever bought a dog or a cat at a, you know, a pet smart or something. I've always gone to like a rescue place or a humane society. So I'm excited about it. And there's these cats that are like, where they, they, they're surrendered through like either older people or people that are going to nursing homes or or you know, for some odd issue. And so the cats are like, you know, they're living, you know, with other cats currently, but I mean, they're housebroken, but they're not the cats that everybody wants. So I think I'm like, yeah, I would take on like a senior cat. 100%. I thought Billy 100%. was a senior cat when I met him. Well, he's, he was one of those cats that nobody wanted. Yeah. yeah. He was like, he'd been at that shelter for a couple months and oh, he had Billy. zero applications. Oh, yeah. buddy. So I'm excited about that. And like, if, if it's a senior cat, just like boiling it and giving yeah. it the best life possible for. Oh, I love that. So that's, that's me. I feel like I need a kitty in my life. And um, I'm going to shout out to um, like pride Houston coming up here. This um, June is, you know, yes. basically pride month. So if you go to, you know, pride Houston, three sixty five and, they have a calendar of events. They just don't have the pride parade. There's a whole bunch of other events throughout the whole entire month. There's five K's and bar crawls and, you know, so there's lots of um, cool events that um, you could come out, participate, support, and um, bring awareness. And um, so, yeah, so that's it. Those are my three. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you, JC, for being our guest this week. Yeah, um, thanks for hanging out with us. Well, thank you for having me. It's been fun. And I um, wish you guys the best and continued success. Oh, thanks. With the podcast, uh, it's it's really great. Do you want to plug your Instagram or TikTok? Yeah. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Harsh House, H-A-R-S-H house <laughs> um, um it's the same for tiktok and instagram um i post a lot on 
Instagram or I post more on Instagram than I do on TikTok. My TikToks are basically me liking stupid videos and then a couple of videos of me doing taco time um, at the taco truck, which I think I'm going to start posting all of my taco time eating out events on TikTok. But you're going to go viral because those are so funny. And it's, yeah. And all the taco people know me. They know me. (laughs) And they get mad if I don't do a video. My favorite taco truck is Wada Taco. It's right outside of JR's. Oh, the red one. Mm -hmm. Um, I just tried a taco truck two nights ago. um, It was outside of Ripcord and it was a green one. And I can't remember the name of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I shared a machete. Is that how you say it? Is it, the ma- it oh, looks the like michelada. a machete. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So I got that. It was phenomenal. And, um, but yeah. So I think yeah. I'm going to do like my little taco truck, little like, it's taco time. And then I'm probably going to like rate my favorites and do like, here's Ooh, my favorite yeah. taco trucks and Montrose. If you get to JR's, you got to try their charro beans at this, you know, yeah. da, 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 da. Kind of like a review of taco trucks within the neighborhood, but then when I go and visit other places when I play softball, like if I find a taco truck and be like, if you find yourself yeah. in Nashville, Tennessee, you got to come on down to the taco truck at you know whatever. Yeah, so, for sure. That's so cool. That's that a cool. good idea, JC. Uh, yeah, I like that. That's so fun. Um, we love tacos. It's, we love it's tacos on this podcast. We do. <laughs> yeah. That maybe I'll make. Ethan order tacos tonight, actually. Mm. Now that we're talking about it. Did you try that taco pizza from Taco Bell? Every time I go, it's out of like it's out of stock, and I'm so upset. Out of stock. <laughs> I got two of them the other day. It it was really good. I only did Taco Bell maybe twice a year. And I went and I got two taco pizzas. I ate one and a half of them watching a Netflix show, ate the other half the next day. It was amazing. I loved it. That's fun. That was my mom's like old favorite before they discontinued it. Yeah. So good. It was good. Um, well, everyone, uh, you can follow us on our Instagram and our, our Twitter at um, parish underscore PP. Um, if you have any questions or want us to read a reddit or just want to get in contact with us you can shoot us an email at perished parent posse i'm not going to spell it at gmail.com um smash and like and leave a review if you would love to do that um and way to make it through the week you know high five for existing Bye. Bye.